With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. The most lopsided affair. Texans and Ravens. Baltimore will host the AFC Championship game for the first time in franchise history. A lot of thoughts, obviously, but I, I started with Packers and Niners, so go ahead, my, my good sir. Yeah, I mean, they what ends up happening here because of the final 30 minutes of the game is that we've got now another uh, another um, you know they've, they've got another they've they've got another um, what was scalp on the wall here. You know, it's another one of these blowout wins against a team with a winning record or a playoff team and Baltimore has accumulated more of these than like any team in NFL history in this season when they when they run in for the most part when they play teams with a winning record or a playoff team they don't just beat them they annihilate them and that's what this final score ends up looking like uh the first half of the game brought back a lot of the demons and ghosts of what's happened to Baltimore and the playoffs recently with Lamar Jackson, special teams touchdowns usually are a precursor to an upset win. You get that with the Sims punt return. And it's like a a switch got flipped with the Houston defense. The last couple possessions of the first half, they were just teeing off on Jackson. They were burying the guy. Um, So I give, you know, that, that halftime, there was a lot of soul searching that probably happened there. Harbaugh came out and said, we acted like it was 0-0, like the first half didn't even happen. Let's go out there and just show everybody that we're the better team. And to their credit, it was a no, it was a no contest. So from a psychological standpoint, I give them a lot of credit that there was nothing about the deja vu effect that Lamar Jackson or John Harbaugh could have, uh, um, could have affected or impacted them. They... They left no doubt in the second half of that game. So that's yeah, because that was the thing that we talked about. Like I, I I thought I was wondering if they were going to tense up. Um, and there was every opportunity to tense up, and they didn't. Maybe some of this has to do with the opponent. And it was like too much too soon for a young Texans team with a first-time head coach and and a rookie quarterback. But when we talk about great home field advantages. And I know you're a Steelers guy who doesn't love giving love to other AFC North teams, but we talk about Seattle. We talk about Arrowhead. We talk about Lambeau at night. That was 
about as big of an impact as you can see a home field advantage have in an NFL game. Dude, the Texans had eight penalties in the first half. You're right. You know, you know, like starts galore, stuff like that. You're right. The the Texans didn't score an offensive touchdown in the game. Yeah. And then, and like, it wasn't as bad as Tua in Kansas city, but there were a few times where it was like Stroud was looking over his shoulder for the guy to come drape the big heavy coat (laughs) on him. And he's played at Ohio state. Like, yeah, it was just Baltimore looked much more comfortable Mostly in the second half, because in the first half, D'Amico Ryans was clown suiting Munkin and his offense with all of the blitzes, and they were doing a great job on the broadcast showing highest percentage of blitzes in D'Amico Ryans' career. Like, but what it felt like was a little bit of desperation from Houston. You're right. Like, we know we don't have the right talent here, and holy crap, look at this spot that we're in. We need to force the issue and force Lamar to make mistakes. And he was so efficient passing the ball. Didn't throw for a ton of yards. 16 of 22, I think, for 150-something yards. Uh, But he had 100 rushing yards. He beat him with his legs. It was a dual-threat game. It was a four-touchdown game. It was a signature playoff win for Lamar. It was a blowout, as you mentioned. But Mahomes will not struggle as much, obviously, as Stroud and the Texans did. But that is a – that was a – like, my hat is off. To Ravens fans, man, like they they brought it for that game because like, we've only been talking about Detroit and home field advantage and crowds so far this postseason. I thought that in terms of actual impact on the game, uh, that was about as impactful as a crowd has been. That was as impactful as a crowd has been in the postseason. And other than the historic cold, what it did to Miami in the wild card round, it was probably the biggest impact that home field had in the entire playoff. Well, I'm going to, I think it's going to be even better next week because they're going to be hosting an AFC championship game for the first time in Ravens history. And it's the first time it's happened in that city in over 50 years since the Colts were there. It was, um, it was, it was noticeable on television. Yeah. And you had Aikman and, and Buck who've been in a million different places and have called every big game uh, commenting on how loud they thought it was. I, I love Bobby Slowick. I think the guy, with Ben Johnson is one, two among offensive coordinators who deserve to be NFL head coaches. I thought their game plan sucked. And I thought it was a timid, scared game plan. I thought they went in there and the, the it was, let's run the ball on first down almost every time with Singletary, see what we get and go from there. They knew that the Ravens led the NFL in sacks. They knew that the NFL, that the Ravens led the NFL in takeaways. And I thought that that, affected them negatively and seeped into their game planning. Uh, if I were, you've got CJ Stroud, there should be no fear whatsoever. He, they, they should have gone in there and tried to throw the ball on every down. That's what I would have done because it looked like early in the game, they were finding success doing that. But as you pointed out, they were putting themselves in second and long and third and long so much because they couldn't run the ball and they were, and they, and there were costly penalties. Uh, I, I I hated that. When you're a big underdog, I don't want I don't want safe. I don't want to think about okay, this is what that team this is what that team does well, so we have to be weary of that. You're supposed to lose the game. You've got this this uh, neophyte quarterback who's just great beyond his years. Let him put him in the air fifty or sixty times and see what happens. So that really bugged me. 
it irked me about the way that they went in there. I thought they tiptoed their way into that game. I wonder if it had any. Like, there was some talk during the week that the forecast was going to be windier than it ended up being. I yep. wonder. I, I wonder if like when they were installing the game plan, scrap it. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I, 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 I'm just. I'm just thinking out loud here. If uh, if that ended up being a factor. Um, all right. Quick. Quick uh, look ahead here. I've not seen the lines. You want me to guess them? Sure. I mean, you, I gave, think I... you gave me Kansas City, Baltimore. You said three and a half, right? Yeah, it's minus one twenty though on the Chiefs. So we'll see where that game settles. I'm going to say seven for the Lions and 49ers. Yep, nailed it. Where's the juice to? Uh, it is minus one twenty on plus seven. So. We'll see if that stays at seven. I think that's I think that's a reaction to how the Niners played. I think if that's I think if the Niners handle their business, I think that's on the low end of things seven and a half. It might have fallen somewhere between seven and a half and ten. I think yeah, that's a hundred percent a reaction to how both teams have looked here in the playoffs. But I mean, the Niners lost to the Rams week eighteen. Obviously, that was weird. Got blown out by Baltimore week 16. And three is the perfect line for the AFC game. Because if you make it two and a half, everybody's going to bet Baltimore. And if you make it three and a half, everybody's going to bet Kansas City. So you just put it right smack dab in the middle and you're going to get tons of action both ways. Yeah. Uh, 44 and a half is the total for the AFC title game. 50 and a half is the total for Lions Niners. My guess is that creeps up to like 52. And I hate that it's the early game, the AFC championship game. It should be flipped. I agree. I agree. Is that just because CBS has the Super Bowl, so Fox gets the better? I believe it is. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I know it was predetermined. but I Put the marquee matchup at 630. Come on now. 